The Dot Connectors, brought to you by Omnia Global. Welcome back, everybody, for another episode. And this week's episode is with our CEO, Daniel Hansen. It is one of our shorter, more succinct episodes. And we thought we would go back a few steps. When we first kicked off this podcast, we had a welcome intro with Daniel talking about the Omnia Global business, but also just his thoughts in general. So here we are, New Year, or at the end of the first month of a new year, and I had the pleasure of talking to Daniel about his views on the market right now, why it presents lots of opportunities for entrepreneurs and investors, through to what sectors and geographies excite him, through to us being in a recession, but why does it not feel like other recessions in the past, through to what is it that makes Omnia Global so special. So sit back and enjoy. Daniel, good morning. How are you today? Good morning. I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Very, very well. I, uh, I understand you're not feeling your best this morning. You've got a bit of a cold, so I, I apologise, listeners. Oh, actually, no, you're doing well, aren't you? It's going to be a good episode. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. You know, you've got to train your immune system after two years of not having trained it at all, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's what we're all experiencing at the minute, but Anyway, let's crack on. Today's episode, I feel like it was ages ago since we had a chat just about your views uh, on the world, on the markets. And we're at the start, or rather at the end of the first month of the start of a new year. And I thought it'd be a really timely episode to just exchange views around, you know, markets, opportunities through your eyes. So, I guess to get us started, because this is one of our shorter, more succinct episodes, so we'll sort of go through the questions that I want to ask you and explore them in, in, in detail, but kind of, you know, on the spot, Daniel, what are your views? Um, it is a strange place at the moment, and I think, you know, the media contributes to this feeling of strangeness. You know, during COVID, it was just doom and gloom and anxiety-inducing news. We've spoken previously about how we kind of try and switch off, but you can't switch off. And if I were to sit in the shoes, I guess, of on one side, a budding entrepreneur, um, no one would excuse them for feeling that actually now's the worst time to launch a new product or, or idea because of what the media is suggesting. And then on the flip side, if actually you're already an existing entrepreneur, no one would blame them if they felt that diversification or growing into a different geography or market is also the worst time. But you're now, Daniel, going to tell me why now actually presents a really good opportunity for entrepreneurs and investors. I hope so. <laughs> well, I would say the the uh, entrepreneur's perspective, um, it's always in, in volatile times that you create the best companies, right? Um, it was just after the, the, the big bubble of, of 99 and the tech bubble in Google went public. You know, it's, 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 there's always good stories you can tell, but it's always easier when you look back than when you're in the middle of it. Um, I would say the... Uh, from an investor's perspective, you know you're 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 buying at the bottom, um, and they, you know, that's always easier than buying when it's uh, last year when it's always flying high and you know whatever. So it's it's I think it's a, it's a matter of the perspective you're looking at, right? There's also difference between how you perceive things in the U.S. and how you perceive things in the Middle East. Um, some uh, 
areas of the world and some industries have benefited massively of the chaos of 22. Um, and some have, as a consumer, maybe felt um, hard times in 22, uh, during, you could say, the endless discussion of recession is here or not, even though everyone is feeling that it clearly is, especially in the US and maybe also the UK. Um, Europe to some extent, I guess, let's see if we can ride it off. Uh, but I think in, in the Middle East, if you're, unless you're a super, uh, super consumer in the smaller scale, um, I think that region might feel that times are actually doing quite well, uh, especially if you're a real estate developer or you're a wealth manager or you're an investor in that region and, and overflowing liquidity from the energy uh, in, in income and you know that that whole sector is, is booming. So um, I think it's a, it's a matter of how you look at it. Um, of course, if you're looking only from the consumer and from a state side, you know, a, a government view, things might be um, a little bit more negative. Um, but from an entrepreneur's perspective, uh, now it's the time for world of opportunity. That's that's for sure. And I guess we we, we touched briefly there on on the sectors, um, or sorry, geographies. But if you were to sort of, if I was to say, right, you know, on a piece of paper, write down what sectors right now and or geographies excite you the most, um, and it could be as a, you know a place to invest, um, or it just could be you know, from an observational perspective, because it's it's rising, it's bubbling, if you like. What what If you were to write it on a piece of paper, what sectors, what geographies excite you right now? Well, I, I would say the um, the aftermath of, of COVID and the energy crisis of last year, obviously, is a, is a low-hanging fruit. So anything energy-related, stable energy. Um, and also what excites me the most is, is the, the appetite for um, going into energy um, uh, systems that before may have been not gotten enough attention. Um, so the whole renewable sector in it has got a lot of more focus and and besides focus, ex- actually execution. Mm. So it's not just um, political speak and, and 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 fluff, but now you actually have a little bit more uh, actual actions going behind it, which is super interesting. Um, and then you might have something that in, in this woke world doesn't maybe fly as well uh, PR-wise, but the private industry of private aviation has gone uh, has, has gone up quite a lot because of during COVID, for, you know, just for safety measures, um, the world does move on and the world does need to produce goods and sell them to someone. And, um, <clears throat> you know, that, that industry has just gone through the roof. Uh, the... Uh, so that, that's an interesting market for sure as well. It's a smaller market, obviously, than green energy and renewables, uh, but it's still interesting. Um, and then you have um, entertainment, you know, content for streaming services. And there's so many streaming giants in the world today. They're all lacking content. We all have tried watching a TV series that we really loved and then waiting three years for season two. <laughs> um, right. So there's a, there's a problem with our original content, mm-hmm. uh, both in the... Uh, uh, you could say in ordinary um, uh, series and movies, but also in especially also in the animated uh, scene. So, um, so content for the ever-growing consumer base, and and feeding these hungry um, now a little bit more struggling streaming giants before because now they have difficult seeding subscribers from each other and, and gaining new ones. So the ones who's gonna come out ending uh, the battle and winning the the the, the, the battle is the one with the greatest continuous new content. Um, and there's a lot of 
A-listers with their own production studios that have sold and, and sold part of their business over the last couple of years to show that is the industry. And that will only uh, continue, in my view. So I would say opportunity is where, you know, we look we look at where the world is and what the world likes. That's where we're in. We don't do 10-year or five-year projections because it's guesswork and you can you can you can say it with confidence, but it's it's you know it's just guesswork. So we need to see where the world is in a year and, and you know prepare for uh, more short term. Um, uh, I would say because the world is extremely volatile at the moment. Mm. Absolutely, and and on that note, you know we've had a very positive start to this this podcast episode, but we can't ignore the R word, which again media, uh, and that is recession and. Um, I, I, I hope that I'm only young enough, I say that with confidence, to only remember one recession in the past, not not many, but, it, it you know, and I remember the news around them, but it feels, you know, and I'm in the UK, just to add, as you can hear from my accent, so, you know, we really are in a tough spot, shall I say, um, but why does it not, to me anyway, feel that this recession that's been spoken about, it's not like other recessions in the past, you know? And, and this is, I guess, beyond the figures, which say what they say, but it doesn't feel like previous recessions. What, why, why might that be? I think it's um, at least the first time in my life, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that you have had the whole world printing endless amounts of money. Uh, and just uh, helicoptering them all over um, society, and then afterwards being surprised that it caused an inflation. Uh, it's literally chapter one uh, in economics. Uh, so it's it's weird that it comes as a as a as a surprise to people, um, but it's also a um, you know it's a result of uh, you know it did create a huge spark in retail investing in the U.S. You know everyone took their stimulus check and opened a Robinhood account and started trading options um, for all you know the casinos were closed I guess so, um, so it, it did have some fun games coming out of it um, but I also see the swift is faster you know the 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 reaction to it is much faster um, the 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 results and you can see the changing is faster. So my hope is, at least I'm not an economist, uh, but my hope is that you can see the changes and the volatility um, towards a non-recession time is faster than uh, what it has been in the past. Mm-hmm. And then it's again, which market are you looking at? Yes. Um, right. Um, it's uh, um, For some, this is a great opportunity. For the average consumer, it can be a very difference, uh, very big difference in what region of the market you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, yeah, I hope they get the control of their, um, you know, the money printing machine and, and the interest rate can kind of stabilize a little bit before we see them go down. Hopefully, I don't know when, but um, I'll definitely see that in 2023, it'll be a tough year for uh, real estate uh, developers in Europe, which mm-hmm. had variable loan uh, building finance and they're not finished. And we can see it already with the inflow of deals at the moment. It's a lot of... Uh, you know, and, and if it's now, it'll be even worse during summer and towards the uh, end of the year because of the variable loans start to be, you know, yeah. maturing and we, we uh, yeah. So it's 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 going to be a, 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 a an exercise of opportunity in that in that sense. Interesting, and, and and I'm conscious for anybody who's tuned into this episode and perhaps hasn't listened to to the sort of the very 
naturally they might not have done the very first episode that we did um i think it might be worth you know from from you know your position uh, reminding listeners of who who are omnia global you know who who do you work with and for me what's really interesting what you've achieved over the past 10 years as a business yeah you could say the uh, um a learning curve of, of a decade, I would say. Um, so we're a family office, but my background was actually in tech uh, in the early 2000s. And um, I just found a love for the investing side and um, and hyperscaling companies is what I like doing. Um, I have a strong belief that the uh, entrepreneur should have an earlier access to the capital markets. Um, so my burning desire is to make it easier for entrepreneurs to scale faster have a quicker route to market so when we invest in, in companies it's because they need to and want to go public sooner and as a growth plan and not as an exit um, in order for them to constantly have access to the capital markets in a, in, in a whole other suite of financial instruments they can use to grow their business or acquire competitors or whatnot um, so we've obviously had a big smile on our faces uh, when SPACs were booming um, we're a little bit more conservative in that in that space, but we do like the companies to go public earlier and, and look at how do we scale faster and bigger and how do we skip most of the VC rounds and any and all private equity rounds um, in order to just focus on running our business and mm-hmm. entrepreneurs to enjoy the journey more than focusing on an exit. You, know, you, do, you do run your company differently if it's for the long run than for a short exit. Um, which is better for the investors uh, in that company as well. So, um, so we, you know, we like to operate in Europe, uh, uh, Middle East a little bit. Um, it's growing anyway. Uh, U.S. and, and Canada, uh, a little bit of Southeast Asia, um, but mostly in the region where we understand the market deeply. Um, we have a long-standing. We develop. We spend five, six, ten years sometimes developing relationship with entrepreneurs. Um, to one day they come by and they have, they're in the right stage and they they are in, a, in an element where we could, we can provide some value. If we're if we're just a passive investor, we're the we're not the right ones. We need to be able to create a lot of value, being involved in the business as a partnership, and we need to look them. You know, we're we're coming in and skipping some phases and going them pre-IPO relatively fast, with a lot of value add. That that's what we need to be able to do. Um, and then we like great people, you know, uh, we would say no to great cases with weird people and we say yes to great people with, you know, cases that might require a lot more extra work than, you know, if you're just a random investor. Um, so that that's, you know, it's a family business, uh, a lot of family members in, in our family office and we're all uh, boots on the ground. Um, try to keep it around 20 people, um, but as a family office, it's, uh, you know, we're one of the quirkier ones, and we're extremely hands-on. <laughs> Not a bad thing. I, I hope I'm in that quirky mix. I mean, I quite like being quirky, but but you're you're totally right. And actually, you know, for listeners, it is, you know, a lot of a lot of founders and, and and businesses kind of go, we're this, we're that, which has been scripted by somebody else, probably dare I say, in a marketing role. But it genuinely is, as you suggest, and that and the the big word for me that I think just you can feel the effects of is the partnership model. You know, it isn't just us and them when you're working with entrepreneurs, even, you know, sitting in the team as well. And it is just what we are 
and it is a bit cliche, that true family office in in the truest sense, given it's a family run business. Um, I guess flipping it to if I'm sat um, as an entrepreneur with a business at a certain stage, you, you mentioned, you know, sometimes it can take years before they come back to you, they're ready. But, you know, again, <clears throat> on a piece of paper, what what is it that, you know, makes you, what is it about them, their business that makes you want to form a partnership with them? Mainly is if, if I can see the a, a route towards uh, hyperscale, hypergrowth, and the entrepreneur has the ability and you know the mindset uh, to execute that. And it sounds weird that you know everyone takes that for granted, uh, but but it's, it is actually not the case. Uh, and it's not all products and, and services that are equally easy to scale uh, fast. Um, so if, if it's a combination of a a great service or product that the world really, really needs. Mm-hmm. There's uniqueness to it, and there's uniqueness to how we can scale it uh, fast, and the entrepreneur's uh, competence and, and ambition level uh, to 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 bring it there. So because it's their show, um, and can this you know will, will the world understand it if we take it public? With mm-hmm. with with the retail guys love it, with the institutional guys love it, um, so that you have that. It, it it's quite a formula. Um, and and a lot of entrepreneurs might be the right person, but they just they're on a different path, and they need the next chapter before it kind of fits, or they come up with a new idea, or they want the next one, or whatever. So it's it's um, you know being patient is important in our I would say our strategy a lot. Um, but you also get, have a great network, the worldwide network. There are some entrepreneurs that might be on a different path, but then they bring another buddy along and two years later we have a case with that um, so it's a very diversified pool of, of deals that we have but it the, the, the red thread in that is it's all really great people running these companies and and, and going to change a lot uh, in the world and if we can tag along and help them great build that faster um, that's that's our motivation Brilliant. And and it's brilliant listening back to, you know, since we probably started this, I guess, over a year ago, that it the, the same rings true, you know, for how you work, who you work with. It isn't this sort of crash bang wallop. It's great on paper, you know, because that, that can work. But ultimately, if the mindset's not there, you know, and people can't sustain, you know, something, it's not just a possible failure on their part of their business. It's a failure of you to kind of recognise that and go, this is just not going to vibe. And and as you say, the really big thing there for me is it's it's got to be what's what's ripe right now, you know. And who would have thought some of the things that are ripe right now, you know, given COVID, I know there's a lot of negativity around it and it wasn't a great time, but there's some real kind of, you know, shake-ups of industries that are now suddenly in vogue. And you have to jump on that, right? You can't just go, well, we've always stuck to real estate which obviously is that steady kind of market but you bring in other opportunities because that's where the world's right now and that's where the attention's going to go so i think yeah and then you, and, and you need to and you need to be very focused and conscious of what you're good at and what you're bad at you know we'll we'll never be a a good uh, manager or long-term view you know micro you know What's the micro macro markets, this and that and whatever, where's the world going and, and guessing where the ECB will sit the interest rate in a year time? I have no idea. No. I can make partnership with entrepreneurs and we can sit down and we can figure out how do we build this company fast and how do we sell this to the market? 
the rest, you know, uh, real estate portfolios and prime real estate in the middle of London and, you know, uh, banging our chest and feeling like we're the king of the world. That's not really us. You know, <laughs> we like just getting on with our business. We're very narrow in our focus and we're extremely relationship focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's, you know, like great people. Um, and then the ego, we leave that for someone else and the big managers and $10 billion on the management and all that stuff. That That's not us. No. Uh, no. You know, family focused and partnership focused. And it's a great place to be. And on that note, Daniel, thank you for your time. It's been a really interesting chat and to see, you know, where, where things have changed for you. But yeah, thank you again. Welcome. Welcome. Have a good one. Always a pleasure. <laughs> and listeners, remember to tune in next time and uh, rate, review and subscribe. Subscribe.